0: broadcasting live this is kma talk radio life liberty and the pursuit of fine cigars with your hosts honest abe the lovely lady m and adam k the brewmeister listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com i like to smoke
1: them like some churchill like
2: john
3: Take my big cigar, my cigar Good morning loyal listeners libertarians lovers of the leaf and everyone all about it in radio land welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio We're here broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens Florida I'm Adam K the Brewmeister with me of course everyone's favorite film and television critic himself honest Dave <laughs> Good morning and a special guest host today the lovely Aurora Good
4: morning hi how a, are you doing? It's been a long time since you were in the studio.
1: Yeah, it's got to be at least a, a year
4: more, probably too.
1: Probably.
4: I don't know. I lose track of time. Yeah, I'm I still trying to figure what time. happened last week. So
3: right.
4: you don't look like you look like you don't know what happened yesterday. Yeah. Uh, i
3: really don't. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I, I had a rough day yesterday. It was it was weird all day. Everybody's looking at me like you look really tired.
4: I just couldn't wake up. You look really tired now. Yeah, I do. Dude, I didn't sleep for three days. Look how energized I look. Yeah. Literally for three days, I didn't go home from the office. Yeah. My wife and kids weren't home. Mm-hmm. So what was I going to go home for? I just caught up on a lot of work. Especially went. your videos. Went, uh, was it? The videos? Yeah, where we yeah. had a video project I was working on. So I, I, I literally stayed there, went home one time to shower, came back, and I, mean, I feel like I'm 20 again. That's what I used to do all the time in my 20s. Yeah, I, I remember those days. Yeah. You feel 20 because you showered or do you
5: feel 20 because... No, you... I feel clean
4: because I showered. Oh. <laughs> I feel... No, because I used to pull all-nighters all the time when I was younger, but... You know, as I got older, I didn't have the need anymore, but was able to do it. A little mic switch?
3: Yeah. No, nice. I think I figured out what was going on. Because he, he uh, Don't worry. I got I got a column because it was over there, and then I didn't have the, sw- the switcher, and that's the problem. We should be fine now. Yeah.
4: Are we all good?
5: Are you oh. want me to talk? Oh, uh-huh. hey. We can
3: hear her. There she is. <laughs> don't worry. I got you. All right. See? I got you. I got you, boys. We got this yes the, the joys of trying to understand technology and equipment make sure you're checking <laughs> us out on facebook live broadcasting live with multiple camera angles and way too much technology as paul tries to get everything to work correctly and newly, good luck paul
4: and newly on 1380 a.m the biz out in tampa yes Say shout hi. out to tampa good morning to all the fine tampa folk yes make good sure anyway. you're listening live right there in tampa yes so what do we got today, Adam? Today, Daniel to Troop
3: from the Director of Federal and Government Affairs for the IPCPR.
4: He, he's new?
3: Yes. Okay. He just started in the fall. I uh, met him at the TAA for the first time. All right. Uh, he is replacing Kip Talley, who used to oh, be with the Oh, Kip's IPCPR. gone, huh? Yeah, Kip's gone. Kip got the skip? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Come Thank on. you. That no, was All a good rim right. shot. Yeah, it was pretty good. Kip got the skip, huh? Yeah. So Daniel's been there for... Uh,
0: yeah, a little under
3: six months now. All right. So, um, yeah, he's uh, nice. Sounds like a very unexciting job. Uh, I, I'm sure it's a very thankless job, Yeah, if anything. I think anything in
4: politics is thankless, period.
3: Yes, 110%. Also, Kevin Abbott from Barrel of Monks Brewery will be
4: here. See how many thank you guards Trump down gets down. in the mail. Yeah. Is he chiming in from in there? I don't know what he's doing. I don't doing. know. Everybody's losing.
6: <laughs> um, I just wanted to n- throw something out there.
4: Would you be nice to be finished chewing first? <laughs>
6: can, I, can I ask a question?
4: What, yeah. What's the big monitor that's on the box? Of I don't paper know, but
6: you can't see me. Right? That blocks you completely.
5: from I'm you? okay with. this. What is that? Me too.
6: TV. Do, it's a TV. So they can watch themselves, or I guess that's what they made. do. Oh, he said it's not that advanced. They actually just watch TV. You can't move it for the show. Looks like uh, a I guess I can. Because like I was going Is
4: inconceivable. I was gonna put a camera it, on me. All I put see it right is there. the top
6: of your hat. <laughs> I'll move it if you really want to see I'm me. I'm just saying.: um, no one else wants to.: Hey uh, you said Adam more. looks tired tonight. Adam and I hung out last night.:
5: Indeed. Huh? At-
6: Adam
3: made a new friend. I have to. My best friend's leaving. all my other friends are
4: married. Is is, Brand, is the mix still considered your best friend? Yeah, okay. He is my hetero life partner. <laughs> you what your what? You're what? <laughs> hetero life partner? Okay.: That's
6: all what right. he was explaining to me last yes, night because yeah. he has a best friend.
3: Is that
4: emotionally phasing you slightly? I have abandonment issues, okay? It's <laughs> going to be a problem. I've kind of noticed, you know, a couple of people who have uh, left, you, you kind of get a little tense. I have abandonment issues, who, okay? Who abandoned you early in life? I have no idea. Wow. I don't know. Did, was Papa a Rolling Stone? No. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. You know. No, there's a good rimshot one, too. <laughs> Rolling Stone. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so he's leaving. Wow.
1: Yeah.
5: So. Don't worry, I won't leave you. Oh.
4: Thanks. That's someone. That's an upgrade. Right? That, that's that's an m- upgrade. That's a right massive there. upgrade. Huh? Yeah. I don't
6: know what the Mick looks like, but I'm sure he doesn't look like he's her. Irish, <laughs> he's a redheaded Irish. a Irish
4: stepchild. Uh-huh. What do you want? German. <laughs> Mm. No, Brandon, the, the his friend that's leaving. He's yeah. oh. a little red-headed Irish. Yeah. Thing. He used to actually be on the host prior to the mm-hmm. Brewmeister. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had to upgrade. Yeah.
3: Every week here on KMA Talk Radio, we like to give great things away. Every week, our good friends at Zykar like to give the Zykar KMA Prize of the Week for the KMA Caption Contest. Last congratulations to last week's winner, Ken Sukiyama for his caption of, This is what happens when, Hey, y'all, watch this, meets Clyde Mays. <laughs>
4: that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why when the volume's down, when you go to the Facebook, the volume's up. You ever uh, notice that on your phone? Uh, yeah. I, I don't go to Facebook on, on my phone. Well, I'm, I like to watch Sierra KMA angles, make sure uh, we're uh, on point here. Right.
3: So if you want to take on a great KMA Zykar Prize, just head over to the KMA Facebook page. Check out this week's caption contest. It is a gentleman with a cigar buried in the sand. Um, hmm.
4: You trying to come up with one? I'm trying.
3: You to were th- trying, were you? I was you? thinking about it. I think the one I had yesterday was: "See, this is how far I'll go before you can pry my cigar from my cold dead hands." <laughs> okay. It's a. It's 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 still
4: early. I haven't had enough coffee yet. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Doing anything for Father's Day? Uh, sleeping. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'm be. sure you might have a spawn or two running around somewhere.
5: That's what I was wondering.
3: New the Brewmeister's number one law. There is no such
4: thing as too much birth control.
1: (laughs) Birth control
5: for men now.
4: (laughs) Listen, I've said it long, long time ago. Your DNA should stop there. I am
3: I don't want
6: it to. (laughs) I don't want to I am happy with this. (laughs) Absolutely. Really? You don't want to live for you live forever through your children. No dude. No He would he would totally
4: traumatize a child.
3: (laughs) I (laughs) oh I would never traumatize children. Yeah, he
4: would never tell a child through the course of his life that he loved it.
6: (laughs) Ever. But then if he shouldn't have a child, then what about me? Look at, like, a child's going to come out looking like yeah, me. You, it's going to be cross-eyed, bald,
4: chubby. Yeah, yeah, but you're already married, so now we have to think for your wife. So yeah. for her, <laughs> you yeah. should have children. Hopefully her genes can't.
6: Yes, online. her gene will override, hopefully.
4: Yeah. 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 Pretty
6: Indeed. Much. The pretty blonde genes. <laughs> they, they override the ugly Sicilian genes. It, it'd yes. be nice <laughs> if we hope so. We
3: hope <laughs> that really comes through. Yes, that's what we were all looking for. Every week at KMA, we also like to give away a five-pack of Iconic Leaf cigars from our good friends Scott Weeks and the guys over at Iconic Leaf. With the KMA Ica Recluse Poll of the Week, last week's question, who has the best brew? 37% of you
4: came in with Dunkin' Donuts. In. 24% with Wawa. Aurora, you're a Dunkin' Donuts girl. Is that your coffee of choice? How do yes. You, how do you get it when you go? you get iced or do you get hot coffee? I
5: usually get hot coffee in the morning and then during um, the day if I still need coffee I will go for like an iced coffee.
4: Mm. Yeah. I, you know, I just don't get the iced coffee thing. I tried it. You know, it just it doesn't seem like you're having coffee. Then it seems like a completely other drink. Yeah, I don't know. The, all the ice in there just really throws me off. Yeah, iced coffee does not go. I'm But I'm a, I'm becoming a Wawa person, especially now that there's more Wawas all over here. I'm becoming a hardcore Wawa. I Love Wawa. So right?
5: hoagies are amazing. And,
4: and, you know, their cold coffee station is just like everything you ever want to make a good cup of coffee. Exactly.
5: And a it's like a like a like a Willy Wonka chocolate factory, but coffee version.
4: That's exactly what I was thinking.
3: Yeah, <laughs> 13.8 of you said Starbucks. 10.3 said Tim Hortons. So not a lot of Canadian listeners mean, coming is through. That, is
4: that only in Canada or they, no, they, down they have here?
3: them No, they have them in border co- towns. Like okay. uh, near Detroit, there are a couple of them, and they're po- popping up more here they're, and there. They're in, the in Manhattan, too, though. That's yeah. where
6: I know them from. Tim Hortons? Yeah, we, we have Never them at Penn Station and... Um, and on forty second street actually okay. in Manhattan. So I used to go all the it's great coffee, Abe.
4: That 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 ten point three percent must be our Long Island listeners. Yeah, there <laughs> they are. Probably. What up? Represent
5: it's- I just don't even know how McDonald's even got into the list of even coffee. I would have gone to at least Cumberland Farms before I went to McDonald's.
4: Tell our producer. He comes up with the questions.
6: Well, seeing as though, well, I guess a third of our listenership is in uh, Florida. (laughs) So I guess they're they're only in Florida, I believe. So I, I didn't pick them. What about Seattle's best? Are they gone? Is it like an actual standalone shop now, or are they in? Like, I don't know. A, a was Seattle Seattle's best like before Starbucks, or?
4: Um, I,
3: I feel like it's one of those. They might have gotten bought I don't know. If they, I think they've got more northeastern stores. And I mean, I, I also serve- would have gone with Caribou. I was going to say another, Caribou, but I thought caribou. nobody would know no, that. I knew Caribou. I need. Oh, caribou. I love. See, I buy their K cups. Caribou. Caribou's absolutely. great coffee. Cherubu's phenomenal. Yeah. No
5: idea.
6: But they don't have stores here, right? Well,
3: no, they're all, that's why it would be difficult. In airports, I all, usually see them or something. They still or, do? Or, or, yeah. yeah, especially like, um, I think in Atlanta they might even yeah, be. In, in the airport,
5: Ohio, they actually yeah. have
3: stores.
4: And Illinois.
6: And in Illinois? Okay. Yeah, well, that's
4: where they originated from, Illinois.
6: Okay. okay. Yeah, Congratulations to coffee.
4: Carlos Toledo mm-hmm. of Tampa. Not
6: from Toledo. Toledo of Tampa. I know. I was, I was making a joke. Okay. okay I'll, yeah. I'll turn off my He's
4: mic. He's last week's winner of
3: the KMA Iconic Leaf Poll of the Week. If you want to win a five-pack of cigars from Iconic Leaf, just head over to the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Participate in this week's poll. With the announcement of the Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight, what are your thoughts on the fight? One, I'm excited.
4: Two, not interested it's a publicity stunt. Or three, wake me up when there's a steel cage match. I mean... Look, when I first heard it, I thought I, the first thing I ever thought of was the Hulk Hogan-Rocky Balboa boxing fight from <laughs> the Rocky movies. Yeah, like. from uh, Rocky III. 3. Three, yeah. yeah. What, what, a, what, a, what a joke. But, you know, the more and more I've been thinking about, too, first off, you know, a lot of people do think that, like, boxing now has become the new WWF. You know, it's all, like, fixed and oh, yeah. written out and scripted. But um, but let's not tell that to our good buddy, uh, the Hebrew Hammer? The Hebrew Hammer, yeah. yeah. We haven't had him on. Did, did, did he he's ever, got a fight coming up Did he ever uh, meet, like did, did Paul ever meet? No. Paul, we need to hook no. you up with the Hebrew Hammer, man. Okay. He's a New Jersey uh, Walter. In New York. Uh, New York lightweight? Yeah. Lightweight? Is it light? him uh, but, but, yeah, Dude, he's... Our old producer, yeah, let him give him his hardest punch in
6: the stomach. Oh, you video. told me about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. But
4: he comes down here and trains, and we had him on the he show. Was, a couple uh, times. He was here a couple weeks ago. Yeah,
5: do that with him.
6: Don't uh, don't point at me. <laughs> no, I will no. not be doing that. John was a
4: masochist. Our <laughs> old producer actually, we had a segment called "Punish the Producer." He, yeah, Respectful. did you ever did you ever tell you we made him eat like live uh, Himalayan cockroaches? Ew, We're, no, live. I got it on video.
5: Oh, what? So and what did he win? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Entertainment of America. Really? happened. You know. And this is how you know when you're on a man's radio show. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> yeah.
4: like a circus performer. Wow. He- he yes. listen, he did it first because his first stunt was getting punched in the stomach by yep. the Hebrew hammer. Mm-hmm. And then you know, then we got him we got him board paddled by a, a dominatrix. Right, I heard about I that. I were really her a couple weeks ago. How did you recognize what? her? You she recognized me. Oh no, that that I could believe. Yeah. <laughs> that, because we made her paddle Adam
6: too. Yeah, but where were you? A dungeon? I don't, where, where yeah, could you possibly have. Run hey, degrees? I was a normal person too, <laughs> dude. I may have She been, can go get a cup of coffee. I may have Madam been. Samantha?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Madam Samantha. <laughs> You've obviously never been to a dominatrix, because no. they are not called Samantha,
3: okay?
5: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not.
4: <laughs> anyway,
3: this is going to be a fantastic episode of KMA Talk Radio. Uh, we're going to have Daniel Troop of the IPCPR, Director of Federal and Government Affairs, and Kevin Abbott from Barrel of Monks. Fantastic beer. They do all Belder beer beer, 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 beer. So it's going to be awesome. It's a fantastic show. More to come when we come back. Keep it lit.
0: You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on
2: Instagram, too.
0: Yes, it's mandatory. Nat Sherman is the leading American luxury brand in premium cigars. From the
3: classic range of the Metropolitan and Host selections to the transformative Timeless collection, their elegant sterling and limited edition offerings, or the bold and commemorative 1930 blend
7: Andy Poka. everyone has the opportunity to enjoy a Nat Sherman experience. Family-owned and operated since 1930, Nat Sherman's tradition of innovation
3: and commitment to excellence reminds us why. America's Nat Sherman brand is known as tobacconist,
8: to the world. Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Palapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at SerenoCigars.com.
9: The Oliva family, makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars, and in 2014, the Siri V. Melanio Figurado was crowned as number one cigar in the world. The Siri V. Melanio is known for its rich, big notes of leather framed by a range of coffee, caramel, and woody intonations. So, always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality.
10: Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for
7: consumers when making buying decisions. Casabella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit syndicatocigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars.
4: The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Ale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast.
7: Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Corojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars.
0: We're back with more KMA Talk Radio.
3: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. We are broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. On this, the seventeenth day of June in twenty seventeen. Seventeenth day? Yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, June is flying.
4: I'm still trying to figure out where April went. Oh, seriously? Uh, what's
3: going
5: on? It was dry April, though.
4: It was a dry April because we're getting flooded in June. Oh yeah. I started building an ark a couple weeks ago. Bet you did. Yeah. I got as far as one board. That was it. and working, the, the, working balance on the board is good to go. Then what? boredom set in and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't want to save any more baby. Pretty much it.
6: And so, you're making fun of my jokes.
5: <laughs> oh, my God. You're back on the air.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I like her. Up, Paul! She's like, put the monitor back up, please. I do like her. Yeah. I, like, I like it. Now, you're originally uh, or from uh, uh, Brazil, right? No, oh, no, originally from Florida. Oh, so you were born here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my
5: my father is in Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro. So oh. I'm Brazilian Italian and Irish.
4: Have you ever gone to Brazil?
5: No, I never left the States actually. You've never left the never. States? We're not wow. like United States. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Was, say. was it the
4: united States? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you, I, I, you don't have you ever wanna go to Carnival?
5: Oh, I do, I do. I definitely wanna um get traveling. I've just been waiting for my daughter to get old enough to take uh. her out of the States because I don't want to take her out too young but why? I don't know. It's just like they're easy to catch things and like crossing the borders and stuff like that. Well, it kind of
4: depends where you're going, but yeah, we, we, know. we traveled. I mean, Petra was like two months old and she took her first trip, went to New York. Really? Yeah. Before she was a year old, she had been to Chicago. New York, North Carolina, and Las Vegas.
5: Well, yeah, that's like it within the states, though. I'm talking about like what, like out of state. Yeah,
4: I mean, unless you're going to some impoverished part of the world, you should be all right. And, no. you, and she's not a baby anymore. How no, she? she's, she's turning five on yeah, the twentieth. No, yeah, she's good to travel.
5: Yeah, well, you she's know. travel size now. It's easier. Right. Yeah.
4: She, 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 now, now, she can fit comfortably in the suitcase.
5: Five going on thirty. Hell yeah. <laughs>
4: Sorry, hell's okay. I don't know. Is okay? Hell, know. Yeah. Yes, all you're right. good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh yeah! Did I warn you, Colin? Dump button prepared.
4: Yes, dump button. Be
6: prepared. prepared. I already, be prepared. We already had a discussion. Okay, good. As long <laughs> as, I as mean, there no was,
3: promises. as long as there was a couple of things. That I'm,
4: expe- I'm, I'm expecting it. So if it doesn't happen, I'll be delightfully, uh, you know. Yeah, surprised. you know, you never know. It's one of those crazy things that goes on. This
3: is KMA Talk Radio broadcasting live in Palm Beach Garden store. I'm Adam Kate The brewmaster with me, of course, Honest Dave, and special
4: guest host, the lovely Aurora. Aurora, hi. It's happening. Oh, there it is. There? There? there it is. Is James Bond intro. <laughs> Hi. How's it happening?
6: <laughs> Whenever there's a girl here. Just My name is take. the Brewmeister.
4: I'm Adam K. He, <laughs>
6: he showed up last night without me there, and he I, I know he get introduced himself to all the girls that way. Said, Hi, I'm Adam. I'm Paul's friend. Hi. <laughs> how are you? He showed up last night where without So you? he was meeting me. I had Stephanie and her friends waiting for us at a bar, and I, I So I you're making a whole Adam. new group of friends now. We were I'm there I'm with trying. four yeah. girls. Wow. What a surprise.
5: That's eight boobs. A <laughs> little baby.
4: Wow. That was good. Our little baby's all grown up. You're grown up. You're grown up. What movie? I'm,
3: this adulting is really what getting movie? annoying. What movie?
4: Anybody? Yeah. Nobody? All grown up. Our baby's grown up. Nobody? Too old. I've only watched like 800 movie clips in the last three days. So, swingers. Uh, Our baby's all grown up. He gets on top of the table. In the it's been so long. Yeah. It. All
5: up. I think the oldest movie I know as a kid is Don't Shoot Your Eye Out.
4: Are you talking about a Christmas carol? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. A Christmas story. Story, story, story. 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 story.
6: yes, story. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Movies of all time. Yeah.
4: I haven't slept in three days, but yeah.
6: It's okay. I got the reference.
3: Yeah. It's always good. We're here to get references. That's what we're all about. <laughs> Oh no! This is going great. Make sure you check out the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page where we've got a lot of great contests going on. You can participate in the KMA Talk Radio Poll of the Week brought to you by our good friends over at Recluse Cigars where we asked you whether or not Conor McGregor and the Floyd Mayweather are going to participate in an interesting battle and what your thoughts are on it.
4: What are your thoughts? You didn't say anything.
3: Oh, um, I really... I'm more annoyed... I was really annoyed about the talk up of people leading up to it and talking about it possibly happening, even though there was no idea of it happening. And now we have to deal with two months of people talking and speculating about what's going to happen. That's just annoying.
4: Well, I, I think what people are forgetting, though, is as a the, you know, a, he's an ultimate fighter or whatever. Yeah, MMA, he does, fighter, yeah. MMA fighter, MMA
5: MMA between a boxer. He,
4: eh? he, he, well, he boxing is a skill set in his arsenal. Yeah, you know, they do actually. Ch- I mean, he has other arsenal. You it's know, the basics. But he, yeah, he, he he is technically boxing, so. He does train boxing, so it should, you know. I mean, yep. I think the publicity is on. Is there a background story on why this rivaled up? Did they meet in a bar somewhere and step on each other's For some, the some reason,
3: I think McGregor came out and said that he could beat Mayweather after, one of the, after a fight like a, a while ago. did he get just clobbered recently by somebody? He Well, he no, because what happened is like his second-to-last fight, he got beat because he went up a weight class. And was fighting a guy who was bigger and out of his weight class. So like wait, try- what, by five pounds? Yeah, like ten, fifteen pounds. Oh, come on, that's a good he, dump. Yeah. <laughs> he on. was trying to yeah, he was trying to get out of his weight class, so that's what happened. Huh. So that's why he lost that one. But then he went back down to his weight class and everything seemed to go normal and then he said, Oh, I could beat Mayweather and he just he tried to talk off his gums and this is what led to all that. Somebody industry, saw a
4: lot of dollar signs with that statement.
3: Exactly. <laughs> so they're both getting like $100 million a piece, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Just for who knows. I mean, the pay-per-view alone is going Five-second fight or yeah. whatever. And we'll be know. annoyed after we pay for it, and it's a bad fight. When we come back, Daniel Trope from the IPCPR. Keep it lit.
0: You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on
2: Instagram, too.
0: Yes, it's
11: mandatory. If you have to pack a go bag, what would go in it? For Pepe Mendez, it was his rare Pilotico tobacco seeds, which he personally carried to the Dominican Republic half a century ago. In tribute, we introduce the Monte Cristo Pilotico Pepe Mendez, a robust cigar with nutty, leathery notes and a slow burn that marks the rebirth of a golden age try the new monte cristo at your local cigar lounge and you may want to pack one to go too. surgeon general warning tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers
7: since the dawn of time the universe has been constantly evolving now experience the evolution of flavor sindicato cigars available in ecuadorian shade grown carojo and san andres marron wrappers are beautifully crafted by master blender arsenio ramos Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit syndicatocigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars.
2: Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-age grade-A fillers and a beautiful silky-shade-grown Habano wrapper. From the legendary Jalapa Valley, produced in small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-bodied cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet
7: flavors, and a velvety finish.
2: Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today.
7: Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Syndicato Cigars offers superior flavor quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars.
12: Caldwell Cigar Company is a proud sponsor of Kiss My Ash Radio. Make sure you try all of Caldwell's lines, including Long Live the King, Blind Man's Bluff, and Eastern Standard, which were all awarded 91 ratings by Cigar Affectionado and Cigar Snob. Do not forget the 93-rated King is Dead, which earned a spot in the top 25 cigars of the year last year by Cigar Affectionado. You can find more information by following Caldwell Cigar Company on Facebook. If you're not running with us, run from us. We own the night.
10: Caldwell Cigar Company. Visit CigarRights.org for more information
13: and to become a member. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by
0: CLE Cigars. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio with Honest Abe, the lovely Lady M, and Adam K., the Brewmeister. Nice call. go.
5: Hey.
14: Welcome back to KMA Radio.
3: Heard. I'm Maybe. FK, the Brewmeister, bringing it back with Belle Biv DeVoe and a little poison. With me, of course, Honest Abe. Yes.
4: And special guest host, the lovely Aurora. Hey. Hi. I'm ready to talk to the guy who I think may have the most depressing job ever. I know.
3: It's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's time for now. Oh, what we it's consider it's to be our favorite part of the show.
4: I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's
0: time to meet your maker.
4: The
3: International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, formerly known as the RTDA, has been around since 1933. It is the primary council and trade show for the cigar industry. And now we are pleased to welcome the Director of Federal and Government Affairs, Daniel Trope. Daniel, welcome to KMA Talk Radio.
15: Hey, guys. Glad to be with you this morning.
3: Fantastic. Thanks so, for coming on. Yeah, I know. Thanks. I mean, I'm sure you're running around like a crazy person with all the legislative affairs we have going on, especially as we try to fight for the industry. Um, what's it like trying to walk into someone's office and tell them, hey, cigars aren't evil? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what?
15: It's actually a lot easier than you than you would think. Uh, there are certain... Offices and, uh, I, I think there are certain folks that you know you're just not gonna ever win over or even have a, uh, uh, a civil conversation with. But, uh, I think that there's a, a much larger constituency, uh, who not only at least loves cigars, but understands them and understands what they are in our culture, uh, than a lot of people give credit for. And, uh, I, I feel actually very fortunate since I took over this job a few months ago that it's it's been a lot easier than uh, I think a lot of people anticipated uh, with uh, spreading the gospel about cigars on Capitol Hill. A lot of folks really love and understand this product.
3: Absolutely. So had you been a cigar smoker and enthusiast before you took over this job?
15: Yeah. So I would call myself uh, a casual cigar smoker prior to coming on to IPCPR. I, I certainly would have. Uh, a few a year, but uh, I've been fortunate enough to have a, a much deeper dive and, and frequent uh, uh, affiliation with the product since I started with IPCPR, and that's one of the great benefits of being with this uh, this association is getting to understand and uh, literally partake in the culture much more uh, frequently.
5: What made you um, fall in love with cigars? What made you um, get into the industry?
15: Well, for for cigars in general, uh, it I've always just enjoyed sitting around and having a cigar with friends and just, um, you know, shooting the stuff and talking and just enjoying them as kind of a a bonding and uh, camaraderie activity, honestly. It's just something that, just like having a great beer, or for me personally, having a a great glass of single malt. It's just something, one of the finer things in life that you get to enjoy and just appreciate and enhance just hanging out. Honestly, that's what I always liked. And with getting with the industry, you know, when this opportunity came up, I, I jumped at it because, A, I just appreciated the wares in general, and, B, um, understanding what was being done to the industry uh, by, uh, I think, misguided efforts, to say the least, uh, by uh, the FDA. Um, I just felt that there was an actual um, cause to fight on behalf of, which in Washington, D.C., isn't always the case
4: something that's worthwhile and, and just, to say the least. Which brings me to my next point. Now, you you got into politics at a very young age. Uh, about 22. I,
15: I moved up here after college and, and been trying to uh, bounce around D.C. since. So
4: yeah. let, me, let, me ask, let me ask you a question. I mean, what, where did the passion for politics come from? Because to me, that's always been probably the most thankless job. It's the most thankless job when you're actually doing a good job then forget about the other 80 or 90% who probably don't even do a good job. You know, I mean, what 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 drew you to politics? It just seems like such a honestly, thank thankless industry to be in.
5: Especially at 22. Be
4: all, yeah. Uh, you know, I was I've always been just
15: intrigued by uh Washington D.C. I was always intrigued by uh I was always a history guy to begin with and you know when you uh, you look at what the hell you can do with a history degree Uh, The field starts to narrow, and not that political science or politics is much broader, but um, there's something about it that's just always intrigued me, and being in the center of decisions that affect folks and trying to do good things for good people. And and frankly, just uh, honestly, it's just something that's always uh, drawn me to uh, just trying to – be at the center of what I see is uh, some fun action. So it, it can be thankless at times, but but it's also something that a, a lot of people, it's it's common and it affects everybody. You know, in one way or another, politics impacts every single person. And so to be a part of that is, is fun, and hopefully you get to do some good at the end of the day.
4: At 22, you're supposed to be driving around bird-dogging chicks.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: What movie? <laughs> what movie? Well, at 22, oh. I was driving around uh, with a senator in my car trying to get him from place to place on time. So...
15: Less, less bird dog and chicks, more stressful uh, navigating D.C. traffic. Paul
4: knows.
6: One flew over the cuckoo's nest.
4: <gasps> <gasps> yeah, Jack yeah, we just saw that last night, too. <laughs> it fit. It worked in. there. worked yeah. in. I, my brain is totally now a composite of all movie clips. It's crazy. You can see how we, we, I've been working on a project. I literally have, have now edited, Daniel, uh, <laughs> over, almost six hours of movie clips, of which the average movie clip is like two minutes, two and a half minutes. Is just for uh, from broader distribution. It's, no, it's, it's for, for uh, it's for a project I, we're working first on. First of all, it sounds like a fun
15: hobby. I wish I, that, that sounds like something I wish I could do. Oh, <laughs> believe me, I,
4: I literally didn't go home for three days working on it. But you know, you figure we're, we're looking for a compilation, and there's you figure people would be out there selling one. We looked all over, we couldn't find one. So We're actually putting our own compilation together. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah.
3: So Daniel, you're tasked with running through the federal affairs for the IPCPR uh... pitching the legislation to senators congressmen. what's your what do, when you walk into someone you haven't seen before what is your pitch to them on why they should support this legislation well the first thing that we talk about always
15: is the uniqueness of the industry and the uniqueness of the product and more than anything else uh... on behalf of ipcpr uh... we just talk about the value of small businesses uh... and the value of small businesses in the communities that they represent um, and so, you know, what we always go in and say is there is an existential threat. There is something, uh, very dangerous to the small, uh, businessmen and women in your districts, in your states, uh, and the customers they serve and the employees that they, uh, uh, they have in their stores, uh, that without any real reason or justification are being threatened right now. And there's simple fixes, uh, that not only, Continue to protect public health, but also uh, continue to preserve this unique and appreciated culture amongst uh, uh, a group of folks in the United States that you know really tend to get swept up in some other broader fights going on in the industry.
3: So true. So I have to ask: Is the Washington D.C. nightlife as interesting as I've as the rumors are, or as legendary as it would say? As Hollywood makes it up to be? Yeah.
15: Oh man, I'm married now. I don't even know what nightlife is. Um, <laughs> so uh, I don't. I think a lot of the stuff that might be out there is a lot more salacious than the way the city actually operates. It's it can be a pretty boring town at times, but um, you know, on any given night when uh, Congress is in session, you're going to see folks run around from event to event. Uh, you know, their members are going to their fundraisers. There's all sorts of uh, you know, uh, outside organizations and associations hosting things that. Your average twenty-three, twenty-four-year-old staffer is going to go around and have a good time and maybe get uh, get a drink or two. And but uh, there's nothing all that crazy from, from at least from my scene. Maybe I just leave a boring life up here in DC. Huh. Yeah, maybe that's a, true. It's
3: always a possibility.
1: Yeah. What? What? what?
15: Yeah. No, no. It's, if you guys know me, it's it's most likely the possibility. <laughs> I'd aim towards the boring part.
4: Ah, you and Brewmeister get along good. You guys should go was, for a night you know,
15: out we, we ended up The, the way that we, we met was uh, We just had a conversation about craft beer And I don't know if that That'll do it boring or fun But it's I'd, I'd probably put it more towards boring
4: Craft beer conversation with Adam You're lucky he didn't wet his pants is <laughs> well, that TAA? We were yes, it's a very exciting conversation with you Come on, I admit it Yeah, IPAs Yeah I'm not, yeah. not going to go crazy or anything uh, It's yeah. about, about at the upper level of your barometer of excitement Come on all right. I've never seen you get excited. I've known you, what, now? Over 10 years? Uh, Close. Almost, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen you get excited about anything. Yeah.
5: So. Except when I walk in the room. Hi. Hey. Oh, there it is. <laughs> that's that's the
4: level. That's the peak of his excitement level right there. That's it. Right. Anyway, well done. Moving on. Moving on. What 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 other what industries have, did you work in before the, the tobacco industry? Yeah, so um, right before I came over to IPCPR is actually with
15: Uh, a company called uh, Tankata. It's actually, it was engineer textiles, which sounds, I mean, you don't want to talk about boring. Yeah, it sounds Um, boring. It it was materials and uh, chemicals. But honestly, it actually, uh, it was a company that did a lot of defense-related applications. So you're making body armor, you're making armor for tanks, you're making stuff for airplanes and uh, flame-resistant fabric for soldiers. So engineer textiles isn't sexy, but actually there was a lot of really interesting work and really, uh, I think, um, rewarding work that I got to do just by engaging with members and telling them what the, the life-saving elements of our products were. Now, I never ended up on a radio show because of engineer textiles, so I'm, I'm liking being a tobacco policy instead.
3: Yeah, there's probably not a lot of engineered textile radio broadcasting companies. Across At least the country. not that I saw. All right, we're going to have more with Danny. When we come back, we're going to talk about the state of the legislative affairs going on with the IPCPR and the CRA lawsuit. When we come back, keep it lit.
0: You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow
8: us on Facebook and Twitter.
2: We're on Instagram too.
8: Yes, it's mandatory. Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our Website at Sereno
7: Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Carrojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Syndicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit syndicatocigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. Congratulations, champ, on winning your exhibition fight. What are you going to do to celebrate? I'm going to smoke one of these amazing Leafs by Oscar cigars. You mean Leaf by Oscar? That's what I said. Leaf by Oscar. It's called Leaf by Oscar. And yes, they are amazing cigars. See, now you're making me mad. I just want to enjoy my Leaf by Oscar cigar, but you're making fun of me. It's called Leaf by Oscar. That's two knockouts. Now I get to smoke two Leafs by Oscar cigars. That's Leaf by
10: Oscar.
0: with caution welcome back you're listening to KMA Talk Radio follow us on Facebook and Twitter yes it's mandatory
2: we're on Instagram
1: too
3: wait for it love it. Head the way forward. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I'm Adam K. the Brewmeister. We're here broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. With me, of course, the wonderful Honest Abe and the lovely Aurora. Hey. And we are here in the middle of our Meet Your Maker segment with Daniel Trope, Director of the Federal and Government Affairs for the IPCPR. Daniel, welcome and thanks for being here on this Saturday.
15: Hey. Glad I could be here with you
3: guys. Absolutely. So a couple of weeks ago, we had IPCPR President Craig on, and we asked him about legislative affairs and how things are going, and he was hopefully optimistic about the current state of where we are as we try and battle the FDA. What, where do you feel we are at this point in time?
15: i, I got to echo Craig's. First of all... Uh, my goal coming on the show this morning was to be as half as folksy and, and charming as Craig. So <laughs> huh. uh, I don't think I'm quite there yet, but I'm going to try and drop a few more folksy aphorisms later on if I can. Absolutely. Um, but uh, i, I, I got to echo Craig. I, I really do think that uh, we are in as good of a position uh, as an industry as we possibly could be, given everything that happened last year. Um, there's a lot of strong momentum, I think that we have both on the legislative and the regulatory, as well as the the legal front that we got going on. And certainly nothing is a given. Um, I would I would any any retailer who came out to me and asked me if they should still uh, keep uh, keep their compliance activities up, I would say absolutely. And everything you need to do with the compliance deadlines coming down the pike in seventeen and eighteen, stay with it. Um, but I think that there are a lot of forces at play that uh, weren't there in 2016 that we now have the wind at our back for, uh, with uh, this year, and I, I really do think that uh, it, it changes for the
4: industry. I, I, I don't. I don't think the is com- that a toilet?
1: <laughs> like it's flush.
4: Uh, I don't think the compliance issues are a problem. I mean, look. I mean, so you got to put a sign up, you know, that says you can't buy before this date, and you got to verify on your e-commerce that somebody's twenty-one years. These these are things that it doesn't affect the operation really of the industry. Uh, you know, none of you, nobody in the industry wants to sell to a miner. Nobody in the industry wants to deal to a miner. So, you know, I, I don't think whether or not this continues or optimistic that anybody in the industry should stop anything of, of the compliance sort on, on the brick and mortar side. But, you know, there are stuff that will affect how the industry will perform as far as sales and growth and jobs. And, and those are the things in my opinion, that, we, that really need to be attacked and addressed. Yeah. Well, 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 absolutely. And that's part of, you know, I, I know Craig said that, uh, it can
15: sound cliche at times, but Craig said business as, us- as usual when he was on a couple of weeks ago, but honestly, that's a, uh, I, I, Again, I echo what he said. I I really think that not only the retailers, but the manufacturers should continue with business as usual, should continue, uh, retailers should continue to uh, buy the stock that they need and and feel confident about their sales and confident about uh, what their position uh, within the industry is going to be within a year or two. Um, And no one should... uh, consider, um, you know, shutting things down or drawing back. Honestly, I, I, we are very optimistic that we're going to get some wins here, uh, you know, if, if certain factors go uh, go the way we hope they do. Um, but we do understand the concern, particularly on the manufacturer's side, with a lot of the things coming down the pike that they're facing with uh, stock that's going to be have to pull off the market if, if all things remain status quo, uh, and testing uh, and application requirements and all these things that, you know, A, are nonsensical, and B, could impact the industry. But, but honestly, uh, we we encourage both manufacturers and retailers to, to keep plugging along because uh, the industry depends on it.
4: Well, I'll tell you what, what's not business as usual is uh, some of the manufacturers are already raised prices um, based on legal fees they've spent, based on fees they anticipate. So that part's not business as usual. I'll give you that much. <laughs> yeah well absolutely and and again,
15: part of uh, you know what we're doing up here uh, on the legislative side and uh, stuff going on, on the legal side we're we're doing our best to uh, A, extend that tide and and be hopefully turn around completely but uh, you know it's it is a fight there there's no doubt about it and uh, walking the halls of Congress going to talk with mm-hmm. people in the, the administration these things don't happen quickly unfortunately uh, but uh, we are Every single day there are dedicated professionals, both IPCPR, CRA, uh, some other folks within industry, and folks on the volunteer side, and folks within just the industry in general, uh, who are making noise, uh, making sure that uh, folks on Capitol Hill and within the administration know the issue, know the cause, and hopefully find a fix.
3: So, Daniel, who's the most fun congressman or senator you've gotten to meet with? That's a good question.
15: Oh, uh, God, that is a really good question. We've been fortunate enough, particularly through uh, you know IPCPR. There are a lot of great cigar enthusiasts out there. Um, uh, Tom Emmer from uh, from Minnesota is is uh, a, a cigar enthusiast. Jeff Denham, uh, who spoke at IPCPR uh, last year, yeah. uh, great guy, just just as fun, uh, just as uh, engaging as he was on the diet last year as he is in person. Uh, you know Dave Bratt from. Virginia, is someone who's a big cigar fan and, and easy to talk to. There, there are a lot of really good members out there. Just look, you take you take five hundred, six hundred folks in general. You're going to have some folks who aren't uh, aren't that engaging, and you're going to have a lot of folks that you want to go and have a beer with and have a cigar with. So Congress is the same way. You have five hundred thirty five folks who some you're just never going to be have never going to have anything to talk to about. Others you're going to want to go and kick it all night with.
3: Absolutely. So, moving forward, what's the next step, or what are your next coming days look like as you're trying to keep up the legislative affairs for the IPCPR?
15: That's a good question. So, you know, over the next few months, we're going to make a concerted effort with uh, bringing more attention and getting more uh, support for our legislation. We have bills both on the House and Senate side. Uh, It's the Traditional Cigar Manufacturing and Small Business Jobs Preservation Act. It's really uh, a concise title. Um, that, uh, you know, is designed to make sure within the eyes of the federal government, premium cigars are defined and exempt from FDA regulations. So every single day, particularly over the next few weeks, we're going to be uh, banging the drums uh, around the hills of, of, of Congress, uh, getting uh, members who are not supporting yet, and we have quite a lot of uh, members supporting already. So members who are not supporting yet, though, uh, to get on board. Uh, and, uh, you know, as other legislative opportunities pop up. Uh, stuff for the budget cycle and other massive bills that might be coming down the pike in, in 2017, including uh, tax reform and, uh, you know, spending bills, you know, look for opportunities that uh, might uh, provide relief for our members. So uh, that and just consistent communication to the administration of, of the plight of uh, cigar retailers across the uh, across the country. So we're doing a lot. We're also getting ready for IPCPR in, in July and, uh, you know, we're, we're, very excited for the trade show, and uh, we're certainly, um, I personally am looking forward to meeting the vast majority of our members because, uh, you know, I've had a, a nice uh, tasting thus far of, of some of the folks I've gotten to meet in the industry, but this is going to be the first uh, first drinking from the fire hose uh, a trade show that I get to do and meet hopefully thousands of folks and, uh, you know, answer questions and get to know the industry even more personally than I already do now.
3: So Daniel, uh, I have to ask, does anybody in Washington or the greater Washington DC area own more bow ties than Glen Loop? Uh
15: you know, god, that those are some of those questions that I just don't feel comfortable answering. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Glen Loop's, Loop's bow tie collection is is something that it's almost biblical, right? It it is hard to to quantify. Um there are a lot of uh southern gentry uh uh Proud Southerners, let's say, down here in uh, in Washington. A lot of folks who have bow ties. So um, I I would never be able to rock a bow tie, so I don't have one. But uh, a lot of folks who are much better at uh, sporting them uh, than me have them out here. and I, I think Glenn uh, is, is a perfect fit with that uh, that group.
5: Is it because you can't tie it or just you don't like clip-ons? Oh, you
15: no, know, I I actually can tie a bow tie because there, there's – God, this is going to be giving some of the way – I, every time I tie a bow tie, I had to watch a YouTube video. Honestly, the best one is the Playboy YouTube video about how to tie a bow tie.
3: So, and it actually teaches
15: you what you're doing.
5: But it is, Playboy.
3: Ah, So there we go. Daniel, thanks for being here and to giving our listenership some information about what it is to do, you what you do on a daily basis and the current fight and status of what's happening with the FDA and the IPCPR and the CRA. Best of luck at the trade show. Best of luck in the coming weeks. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for being here.
15: Hey guys, thanks so much.
3: Absolutely. That's Daniel Trope, Director of Federal and Governmental Affairs for the IPCPR. Where's the beer? It's next door. Where is the beer? We're ready for beer. We'll coffee it out. When, when, when yeah. we come back, we're going to have the scoop with Coop. And we're also... Adam, gross. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, we're also going to see what's going on with Kevin Abbott from Barrel of Monks yes, Brewing. Ever- beer, beer, beer. There it is. I don't know what that is. Anyway, more to come. Keep it lit.
16: With beer, The all-new Scores Palm Beach. Come be a part of the world-famous Gentleman's Club's new look. A new year brings a new addition to South Florida. Scores Palm Beach. Offering a free lunch buffet Monday through Thursday with $5 prime rib on Friday. Two-for-one drinks till 7 p.m. Scores Palm Beach. VIP seating and second-floor Skybox Suites. Full liquor, full nude until 5 a.m. 3174 Lake Worth Road, just west of Congress on Lake Worth Road. For more info, call 649-2000 or at ScoresPalmBeach.com.
0: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio with Honest Abe, the lovely Lady M and Adam K. the Brewmeister
13: I don't like my mind right now
0: Welcome back to
13: KMA Talk Radio
3: We are broadcasting live in Palm Beach
0: Gardens, Florida
3: I'm Adam K. the Brewmeister and, well, I'm all by myself in the studio
6: (laughs) The the Facebook Live video of you (laughs) The room looks so empty, you look so sad All by myself. See, but I think you would like this. Well. You you don't mind not having other people in there with you. No, um, I don't mind having other people
0: anytime. Adam doesn't care. Shocked, I tell you. (laughs) So true. So very true.
6: You don't, I mean, you go home, like, don't you ever feel like you need to have people around you? No. I don't like people. Wow. That's, yeah.
3: Colin knows what I'm talking about.
6: Yeah, because I can see Colin being a solitary type of guy, actually. But Colin's also around people all day. I guess you are, too. You're around people all day, and it's nice to get
3: away. Yeah. Just give me my space.
6: I like some private time, but... People suck! Thank
3: you. (laughs) Thank you, Colin. And now you know. And with that, let's see what's new this week on the new Scoop with Coop.
7: That was my theme music.
0: The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Here at first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. The
3: Scoop with Coop brought to you by cigar-coop.com. Make sure you check out cigar-coop for all the latest news and information about the cigar industry you could look for. First up, no changes to cigars as President Trump rolls back some of Obama's Cuba directives. President Donald Trump is rolling back several of former President Barack Obama's directives on Cuba. There were no changes to the current policy that allows bringing Cuban cigars and rum into the United States. The new Trump directive cracks down on travel and conducting business in Cuba. The announcement of the rollback was made as part of a speech by Trump in Miami yesterday. Back in 2014, President Obama took some steps designed to improve relations between the United States and Cuba and ultimately start a process that would end the U.S. embargo with Cuba. A lifting of the embargo still requires an act of Congress. So while the embargo wasn't ended, President Obama used executive power to ease some restrictions on travel and trade. This included U.S. citizens and yada 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 going back in $100 worth of cigars and goods. While travel won't be totally banned to Cuba, the new Trump directive will be enforced by the Treasury Department, which will, in the upcoming months, issue regulations. There are non-GASC-controlled travel businesses, such as private housing and taxis, to prove this it is expected America's traveling to Cuba will have to keep stricter records and could be subject to a Treasury Department audit. The reopened recently reopened US Embassy is not affected by the changes.
6: Now is this so I'm confused. Yeah. Is this a good thing? Or a bad <sighs> thing? Or because I, I know that like the more we talk about it here, the more yeah. I realize that like and, and the more experts we talk to here, they really kinda say that, you know, the stuff from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic is really as good or better than what you get from Cuba now.
3: Well, this is what you have to look at when you're talking about how Trump has taken this restriction again. Basically, what he's doing is he is appeasing the Cuban-Americans who voted him into office because 98% of them did not like that Obama opened up the restrictions, especially when a a, a communist regime still reigns and controls the entire country. So basically, all of these Cuban-Americans who immigrated, came here, were forced out, had to flee, they still feel like they're not getting their repentance, and they are not having amends made to them, and it shouldn't be that way. So this is really what that is. He's just trying to appease those guys and, you know, just make it sure that, hey, no, they have to do other things before we can fully allow back and forth
6: between Cuba. Okay, so this is a, a political thing, and it has, I mean... As far as the cigar world is concerned, does this affect it anything? It, all it's really doing is affecting travel. That's so it. So what about when they say, like, if you're from Cuba and you can go to Cuba now and come mm-hmm. back with a box of cigars, well, are you, you allowed no, to you, still do still that? You're still
3: allowed to bring back $100 worth of goods.
6: Oh, is that so, what it is? Yes. But, and it doesn't matter if it's a banned good at all. Like, yeah. it, can, it's all right, it can't it can be drugs. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Royal
3: Agio Cigars to open U.S. headquarters and launch a sales staff. Netherlands-based cigar company Royal Agio Cigars has announced plans to establish a wholly owned U.S.-based headquarters. In addition, the company also announced it will be launching its own U.S.-based sales force. For the past three years, Royal Agio had been working with Drew Estate to handle its U.S. sales and distribution. While the U.S.-based business arrangement will change, the companies still plan on working together in the international market. In a press release by both companies, it was the ongoing success of both brands in the U.S. market while maintaining the highest level of customer service that led to the decision for each company to focus on its own brands. Both Drew Estate and Royal Agio said the companies will work together to make sure the transition flows smoothly. Royal Agio Cigars is known for the Mijares, Pantera, and Balmoral brands. Drew Estate has been
4: distributing these since March of 2014. CAO Fuma M. Corda announced, General Cigar Companies announced details on a new limited edition cigar in its CAO known as the Fuma and Cordata. It was back at the IPCPR trade show in 2014, the CEO Amazon Basin
3: made its debut. It is a cigar that quickly achieved a cult status. The Amazon Basin incorporates a rare blend, low-yield tobacco grown in Brazil, known as Barganassia. Because of the low yields, the Amazon Basin has been quite limited. The Fuma Encordo also utilizes the Barganacia, but incorporates a special type of Brazilian Arpa (laughs) Cacuayu Suminehuda tobacco that is called Fuma Encordo in In addition to the Brazilian tobaccos, Huma and Cordo features Nicaraguan and Honduran tobaccos will come in two different sizes, and hey, look for it at retailers this spring. Let's just go to this last one. Davidoff Winston Churchill, Late Hour. This month, Davidoff will introduce a new cigar under its Winston Churchill line, because hey, why not? The cigar is called the Davidoff Winston Churchill Late Hour. According to Davidoff, the name was inspired by the fact that Sir Winston Churchill... The namesake of the Winston Churchill brand. Really? Didn't, didn't wouldn't have thought of that. Huh. Interesting how that works. Often found inspiration and creativity during the late evening hours. The Davidoff Winston Churchill late hour features tobacco from Condega, aged in single malt scotch barrels. It's a concept used by Camacho for the American barrel age, which, which has a which, which uses bourbon, holding. not whiskey. Uh, well they're also now doing the rum barrels too that are coming yeah, out later. But it's
4: bourbon and rum. Yeah. Where this one's more centralized on the whiskey barrels. Yes.
3: And the Nicaraguan Barrel Age, which has a Nicaraguan Corojo leaf aged in rum barrels. Davidoff Winston Churchill Late Hour. Late Hour is available in three sizes for the U.S. market in 20-count boxes. And that's the Scoop with Coop for this week.
4: That's the news.
3: Brought to you by Cigar-Coop.com. When we come back, Kevin Abbott of Barrel of Monks Brewing. Beer. Exciting.
0: Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter.
2: We're on Instagram, too!
0: Yes,
6: it's mandatory. Make your next bold journey an epic one. When it comes to cigars, only one brand delivers intense, unforgettable experiences. Camacho. In continuing this fearless tradition, Camacho brings you the newest addition to its arsenal of badass, the new Camacho BXP. Intense, box-pressed, and crafted with rugged American broadleaf fillers from Pennsylvania. Available in Connecticut, Corojo, and Ecuador. Outfit your next bold journey with the new Camacho BXP.
7: I could barely remember, but my first time was on my boat. Winning! My first time was in the locker room at the gym after a grueling workout. My first time was on a cool, crisp morning right on the 18th hole. Everyone remembers the first time they had Hex. Hex cigars are the perfect balance of body and flavor that will have you reminiscing long after the embers have gone out. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer today. Because you will always remember the first time you had Hex.
8: Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Palapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at SerenoCigars.com. Thank
3: yeah. you.
13: Sponsored
2: by CLE Cigars.
0: We're back with more KMA Talk Radio.
3: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. We are here broadcasting live in Palm Beach, guys, Florida. I am Adam K. The Brewmeister. With me, of course, everyone's favorite uh, vocalist and vocalist, vocalist
4: and uh,
3: whistling aficionado. Am I I vocalist? Because you were just yelling.
4: You know, they started this segment without us. Aurora and I had went outside, mm-hmm. and we can't. And we got locked out. Couldn't get back in the building. So I thought maybe Paul just like wanted to do a show takeover.
3: Yeah, so- he. he- you know, replanned and reprogrammed the entire door code so nothing worked. Well, I'm telling
4: you, we were whistling and we were.
5: If it wasn't I for Abe's big voice, we're you know, we were whistling
4: and, and, and I, You guys were oblivious here. It no, we heard it, it wasn't but it for we did I
6: couldn't hear it. And by the way, if I was going to take <laughs> over the show, I, w- I wouldn't lock out you and Aurora. That's I'd good lock point. you out and keep
4: her. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for Kevin running down letting us in, we'd Browning still be points. outside. So, joining us now,
3: of course, is Kevin of Barrel of Monks Brewing. Kevin, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Yeah, Absolutely. So, you know, I. You guys are one of my favorite local breweries, I have to tell you. Thank you. He is the brewmeister. You guys do Belgian beers, and that's all you do is Belgian-style beers. Exactly, yeah. You guys do a lot of open
4: fermentation. What qualifies a Belgian-style beer? Is it being from Belgium, or is it the process of making the beer?
3: Well, I'll let Kevin answer
14: that. Uh, A Belgian beer is basically just the Belgian yeast strain that we use for all of our our products. So we do those traditional styles that were done by monks for, like, generations in monasteries in Belgium. So you have the triple-double quad, which a lot of people know. But every beer we have, we do with Belgian yeast. So we'll do an American style, American red ale with a Belgian yeast strain, a pale ale with a Belgian yeast
4: strain. And what is it it about the Belgian yeast strain that you guys feel makes it so much better than... Or different than other beers.
14: Yeah, I wouldn't want to say better. It's different, though, right? right? So, uh, Belgian yeast actually has some flavor to it. A lot of uh, American brewers used a yeast strain that we call like utilitarian. You put it, it, it's there to create alcohol and nothing else. Our yeast strain actually adds flavor. So, a dominant part of our flavor profile is the yeast. So We have either what we call phenols, which are spicy or zesty flavors, or esters, which are fruity flavors. So one of those two kind of things will come out in the beers that we'll try in a little bit. Cool. Not to mention when you have a big
3: Belgian yeast base, you know it right away because just the aroma, the mouthfeel is completely different than a normal like Americanized yeast strain. Yeah, are true. you a
4: big beer girl?
5: Uh, I do enjoy beer, but I wonder if... Um, sorry, this is way too close. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, um no, I was wondering if... Um, because they're like IPAs. Is uh, Belgium an IPA?
14: Or? So that's like almost like the complete opposite of what we do. Yeah. Uh, IPAs <laughs> are very like Americanized, hop-driven. Okay. So bitter, grassy, herby. Yeah. And and that's something that's it's developed as a palate we've developed developed over the years. Whereas, I have it. Well, <laughs> I, I can't stand an IPA. Well, then you're speaking my language. Yeah, I really no, we, can't. We don't do any IPAs. <laughs> it's not because we, they're not. <laughs> it's not because they're not great beers. It's just that that's not what we do. No, our, it's not beers, my our beers are malt-driven, uh, so uh, less of that bitterness, and our beers are yeast-driven. So that's where most of our flavor comes from. We use hops, we just don't use as many. Oh, okay, well, not the
3: the min- you guys, like, a lot of IPAs are also dry-hopped during the uh,
14: fermentation stage.
3: And if what they're doing is they're not going to probably do any dry hopping whatsoever. All the hops is going to go in the boil
14: stage. We use a little bit of dry hopping. So a I little. do a Belgian pale ale, oh. uh, and that is not – it's, like, less bitter than, like, a Sierra Nevada pale ale. Right. Uh, but we do a little, little dry hopping for aroma, and we actually just did a brett-conditioned beer with a brewery called 7th Sun over in the Tampa area where we dry-hopped it a little bit. So we'll still do a little bit of that, and we'll take a little bit of that flavor from the American style, but we still want to keep it rooted in that European style of brewing. Absolutely. What's a brett condition? <laughs> Uh, I was really glad you asked that because yeah. I, I love brett. Okay, so brett and is, is kind of a form of wild yeast, mm-hmm. and it gives off, this is going to sound really unpleasant, aroma's uh, like horse blanket mm-hmm. and barnyard farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Sounds terrible. but well, when you try it, you, you uh-huh. kind of understand what we're talking about, um, but they're just kind of wild fermented. They're interesting. They're complex. They have that champagne-like quality. They're real dry. Really? Uh, so like I always say like beer, is it goes as deep as you want to go with it, so you can be on the surface and really like your IPA or your... Pale Ale or your, you know, your Imperial Stout, but there's so much more of different yeast strains, uh, bacteria strains that we use. More a complex. Lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole beer market, the specialty
4: beer, the micro, it's just blown up over the last decade. Yeah. It's just got insane.
5: I'm just a simple beer drinker. All I drink is like Dos Equis, Heineken, and Corona. You know. <laughs> well,
14: we're actually in Florida. We're behind the curve. I'm from Michigan originally, and there's really, gotta be, yeah, there's got to be. That's why I like this guy, Midwest boy. <laughs> yeah. But in the Midwest, in uh, in Illinois, in Michigan, you've got, and uh, obviously in Colorado, California, you've got hundreds and hundreds of breweries when i started doing this seven years ago there was like 30 40 breweries in florida right. and now we're just getting up to the point where we're in the mid-range of breweries in the in, in wow. the states so it's uh it's definitely it's blowing up uh, i think yeah. that's, a, that's a that's a fair statement yeah, absolutely
3: 110 cool. percent. i mean in the last five years alone we've gone from like minimal amounts of couple of breweries here and there or cigar city being the big one in florida and now they're all over the place. You can't throw a stone without finding another guy. So what got you
14: into brewing beer? Or where, where did you get your start? I was a wine guy. Really? I, uh, I did the wine steward at like a little Italian restaurant in Delray Beach. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that for like six years. I cultivated the wine list. And I, had a, I hired a guy who was a home brewer. And he said to me, beer is a more complex beverage than wine and I was saying you I was like, you're crazy yeah, right. that's that's not true and then he taught me home brewing he said this is we got four ingredients we can use and how I use those four ingredients first of all there's dozens if not hundreds of varieties of each one of those ingredients and how I use those just a small tweak here will change the beer completely and when I started home brewing, I said, well, I can make great beer at home. I can't really make great wine at home, or that's the wine quality that I wanted to drink. Right. And that's where I started. And then I ended up hooking up with a couple of guys who were opening a little brewery called Funky Buddha and, uh, in the lounge in Boca. And I was brewing beer for them from mm-hmm. day one. And I was there for about three and a half years and kind of got my start in brewing there and then kind of went wow. off and did our own thing. So we Wine's got these the nice beer. glasses
4: here. What, what are we going to taste in these things?
14: So I brought a bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't know how many we're going to get through, but uh, I have some kind of... We kind of go light to dark, I think, would be the best way to do it. Uh, The first one I'd probably crack open for you is, like, the light, crisp. I have a beer called Single in Havana, and it is a guava single. It's my seasonal fruit beer right now. Yeah.
4: Are you familiar with all the beers he makes?
3: No, because these guys also do a lot of limited edition stuff, too. Like, I've actually been gifted a couple of limited editions on occasion. Uh, One, the... um, I got the etude, the uh, sour you guys came oh, out with a couple weeks wonderful. ago. How, how wonderful. You, how'd you like it? Here's the problem I had with it. On the label you guys had, you ju- it just said amber ale. At no point did it say anything about being sour. And <laughs> then, then I opened <laughs> it, and I'm like, wait, th- 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 I feel like this was misrepresented. <laughs> I'm like, this is a totally a sour. But it's really just, it, it was advertised as an amber. I'm like, okay, well, I get the coloration. But it was definitely a, a better coloration uh, as an amber ale, but it still had just this great sour profile,
14: and I love a good sour. Now, did this come with no label in yeah, the stores, or are they just samples it. you so grabbed w- off the roof? We don't bottle this beer. This is only on oh. draft. So I kind of just, this is, this is a special. We do a seasonal fruit-rotating beer. So it, like every three months it switches up. So right now, during the summer, it's single in Havana. Uh, and I just have it on draft, so I figured it would be a fun beer. It's a good light, starty beer. It's 4.5% clean, refreshing. It really is light. Uh, we use real guava in here. and uh, oh, the smell. So I just, I just bottle it off the draft, essentially. Oh, it's very wow. refreshing smell. Yeah, I mean, you could smell. I mean, normally when you, they see hints Get of guava nice. or taste, you're not,
4: you're not, you know, it's so subtle, like you really got to find it. This is very aromatic. Oh, that's
5: really
13: good. Yeah,
14: it's a wow. That's got a fantastic back end on
13: it. Yeah,
14: it's just real clean. You get a little bit of the Belgian yeast strain, but it's it's kind of muted a little bit. We we like the tropical fruit flavor to speak. We obviously we kill this in like Miami area. Oh, sure. Well, well with it, Cubans exactly. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, so uh, we actually developed this beer. My uh, my wife is uh, half Cuban, and one of Uh her favorite dishes is uh, the pastelitos de guayaba. Mm -hmm. So like, I wanted to do something like that that would be, you know, would Lean to that, and we also do a raspberry wit throughout the year. We do a strawberry amber, and then we do a beer called Passion of the Wizard, which is our wit beer. This is all on draft now. We just launched um, twelve ounce package, small like six packs, within the last like month and a half. So next year you might see these in four packs in your total wines and your ABCs. Okay, Uh, but it's it's going in that direction.
3: I feel like this has got like a a saison original base to it, or that's where you started on the on the.
14: It's actually. it's actually a Belgian single okay. So it's a 4.5% It's the latest beer that we brew mm-hmm. And it's actually made to be very, very neutral mm-hmm. We don't do a lot of this beer Other than a few accounts here or there uh, But it's our introductory beer It's kind of like our, our gateway beer to craft beer I uh,
3: love the gateway drugs Yeah, Always good uh, wh- So is this Now I feel like I'm getting uh, I want to say you started with two row But I, don't, I, don't,
14: I think I'm wrong so, all of our base malt is a German pilsner. Oh. So, we do German pilsner. There's a bag of torrified wheat in there as okay. well. So, uh, we use only European ingredients. So, we use Weirman pilsner malt. We use, That doesn't mean a lot to you, a lot of people. You, you feel it because it's better? See, that's, I don't like saying better because I think that's an it's insult qua- to someone. You're right. It's the well,
4: quality that you prefer.
14: We believe that our beer tastes different with that beer okay. as opposed to something else. Right, well uh, With the okay. grain, I should say. So we, And also, listen, we're making European-style beers, so we're going to use European ingredients. I yeah. think they're trying to be as traditional and to style as possible. And if we use an American malt, would we make a good, a good beer? I think so. But would it be different? It absolutely would be.
5: Makes I'll sense. Say yeah. traditional, yeah. Mm-hmm.
14: Absolutely. That it's is, that's very
5: it. good for, like, the beach or, like, I can definitely see myself. It's not too heavy. Mm.
14: Yeah, and, that, and that's that an introductory kind of beer. And a seasonal fruit beer for us is very much for those kind of intermediate beer drinkers that are trying to, you know, branch out to try something new, but also want you know a little bit of flavor, a little bit of difference.
3: Yeah, I also got uh, gifted a bottle of um, Happy Accident. A couple months... uh, That's a Brett beer. Absolutely. That was a... Oh, my goodness. That was a fantastic Brett. Just... I mean, just one of those beautiful, big, flavorful... You can just tell the yeast there just comes out and fully just envelops the palate. Yeah. Yeah, Did did you hear about the story about that? Uh, I read the back of the label, but I didn't hear the rest of it. Like, yeah.
14: We basically... uh, in brewing, the most important thing about brewing is cleanliness. We, I, as a brewer, you're 95%. You're a janitor. Amen. Okay. And uh, so we actually had an infection, a brett wild yeast infection in a beer that we didn't plan on. It was a mistake. Somewhere along the line, we made a mistake. But the beer tasted really good because that wild brett strain has flavor that is different and complex. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to throw it out the, down the drain, but we didn't want to lie to people and say, yeah, we meant to do this. So we called it Happy Accident. We told people what happened. That's funny. And then we took that yeast. We harvested it. We grew it up in our lab, and now and we've harvested again, grew it up, harvested again. So it's not an accident it, anymore. And we now use that strain as our house Brett strain. Really? So we have we have a really great lab at our at our brewery that we can do stuff like that. So
1: explain what I infection l- I like is where because
14: you're, because uh, you're. You're going to ask a question. that's going to be way too long
3: to answer right, because I right, have to take the right, heart out here. All right, all right. Yes. We're here with Kevin Abbott from Barrel Amongst Brewing right in Boca Raton. If you're not familiar with their beer, go out, find it, and seek it out, because you're missing out on fantastic Belgian-style beers. We're going to have more with Kevin when we come back from the break.
0: Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter.
10: We're on
2: Instagram, too!
10: Yes, it's mandatory. Hey, cigar enthusiasts.
7: Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now, experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Carrojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars.
9: The Oliva family, makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars, and in 2014, the Siri V. Melanio Figurado was crowned as number one cigar in the world. The Siri V. Melanio is known for its rich, big notes of leather framed by a range of coffee, caramel, and woody intonations. So, always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, it's mandatory. We're
2: on Instagram to
1: help.
0: I need somebody. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting line of
3: Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I'm Adam K. The Brewmeister. With me, of course, Honest Abe and the special guest host, the lovely Aurora.
1: Shaw Wing.
3: We? <laughs> <laughs> nice.
6: We've been waiting to do that all show. <laughs> He found and we couldn't wait to play.
1: Paul's happy. He got good beer. job, Colin. Excellently done.
3: Wayne's World reference. Awesome. Yes. We're here with Kevin Abbott of Barrel of Monks Brewing. We were talking to Kevin about how we got his start. Uh, this very special guava uh, beer. Before that we the had. break,
4: I was asking because he mentioned something in, uh, about an infection. Immediately, you know, not being a beer person, like an infection. Oh, that's bad. But it ended up being good. So obviously, an infection is not something where you got to throw all the beer down the drain. Well, it can't. What happens?
14: It can be. Okay. It can be a thing that you throw everything down the drain. the, the, thing is, the beer is that tastes bad. the beer tastes bad. But it's so, got nothing
4: like, harmful or anything. So
14: put a, an infection in something we didn't want to happen. So we did not want this beer to taste this way. That's a problem. There was an infection with a wild yeast or a bacteria strain. But there are breweries that only use wild yeast and bacteria. And they want a beer to be sour. They want it to be tart. They want it right. to be funky. So in general, there are, there's very little that's going to happen in a bottle of beer that's going to get you sick. It's not that it can't happen, but it doesn't happen very often, and it's higher. And al- there's alcohol there that makes it, a, a, you know, a little safer to drink. Right. There, there's some aspects of it. There's a reason why for years. That's all they drank. They with drank- beer
4: and ale and wine because the water wasn't safe. Exactly. Yeah. So
14: there's not a lot that's going to hurt you. But it's if you don't like a sour or a funky beer, then you're not going to like one of those in, "quote unquote" infected beers. Or whether that's as a it's a purposeful or a non-purposeful infection.
4: Can you imagine living your life where like ale was like your? Primary consumption of liquid sounds day. awesome. <laughs> Adam does. What a, what a time period! Li- what a time period to live in. Yeah. You know? uh,
3: the good old days. <laughs> you know, they pulled me over on my horse today. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I might, have been, well, I might have been a drunk officer, I promise.
14: No, the horse was going that direction. All right, <laughs> so tell okay. us about
4: the bottle you got out now.
14: So this is our flagship. This is called The Wizard. Uh, it is a Belgian wit beer. So if you're familiar with like a Blue Moon or a Shock Top, yes. this is like that, only I make it so it's much, much better, of course. I love it. Uh, now, so this is a traditional wheat beer. This is the style that's been brewed for a long time. Uh, these beers should be a little bit cloudy. It is. Uh, that's from the yeast and suspension. And there's also some orange and coriander in this beer. It's 5.5%. This is a beer we've had since day one, but we just put it into six packs about six weeks ago, and it just went out to the Total Wines, the APCs of the world. Most of your big box uh, liquor stores have it, and uh, it's just it's our flagship. It's the beer we do. This is the beer that keeps the lights on for us, about cool. 75% of our production.
3: Wow. Wow! That looks like the now, When you guys it? opened up... Um, did you start with a five barrel or a fifteen? What kind of a system did you guys start with? Twenty barrel. So you started with a twenty
14: barrel, an oversized twenty, because we need to be able to do twenty barrels of a ten barrel or a ten, ten yeah, percent right. alcohol beer.
3: Right. So wow. you guys did it the right way, because a lot of these guys who, when they start up, are doing it starting on a ten or a fifteen, and they're just having to just never stop brewing and especially like if you go to a 20, you can take some time off occasionally because you're not constantly trying to feed, meet demand once you have this everybody starts getting up there and you start getting popular.
4: I'm telling you Kevin, I'm really really digging this beers. Oh,
1: thank you. I, I'm not
4: I'm not a bitter beer guy. I get enough bitterness from my wife, so I don't <laughs> want it in my beer. So, thank you. Um, but they're really enjoyable. And I'm, I typically I touted I'm not a beer guy, but
14: well, very the, enjoyable. The two beers that we just poured, those are I'd say very accessible. They're they're five percent and around five percent. They're clean. They're refreshing. We, this is just part of what we do. We do that kind of introductory beer that a lot of people are familiar with, and then we do big, bold, over the top barrel aging beers. And we'll we have a couple of them here. We'll try some. Uh, but you know, beer runs the gamut. The, you know, the rabbit hole goes it's as deep like as you want industry, it to.
4: The cigar industry, same thing. There's your light and your basics, yeah. and and then over the top it's absolutely same thing and I'm
14: sure you know in that I, I'm, a, I'm a guy like I'll smoke a cigar on occasion right and I don't really know what I'm tasting or right, what's good or what's, right. what's not good and I have sat with guys and I'm sure we could talk for hours about that and you could teach me about it and I would go wow I didn't know it was that right. that in depth and it's the same thing with beer
3: wow mm-hmm. you know it's amazing that you know this is an, a wit beer that actually you can't even you can barely tell that it's a wit is because usually you get a lot more wheat and um,
14: out of the whole profile of it, but this is a lot more. The, the yeast strain is probably constricting, that is what I'm guessing. The yeast strain is a phenolic yeast strain, so that mm-hmm. zesty spiciness. You're getting a little from the coriander. You're getting a little bit from the wheat, from the, uh, the yeast strain itself. And But this is actually about, uh, I think that is... 50 percent wheat, almost. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a lot of wheat in there. So I guess a little bit of that acidity and a little, you know, that helps that helps with the wheat malt. Right, it doesn't taste like a lot of wheat view. in there. It's yeah.
5: like very light and refreshing, um, less bubbly than the. Um, yeah,
4: it they seems like it's less carbonation. Yeah,
5: less list. carbonation. So
14: when we do this beer, this goes on. I mean, some of these numbers don't really mean anything, but two point five volumes of CO two in that beer when it goes into package. Our draft tends to get a little bit higher uh, because uh, the that carbonation is right. like a, it's like a flavor delivery system. Those little bubbles bursting right. go to your olfactory senses and give you aromas and flavors. So <laughs> when we do our beer on draft, we try to keep it a little bit higher, but the bottle product is, needs to be kind of consistent with what, what else is out there. Yeah. And especially with that beer, it just works. But when we pop, pop them in these guys, you'll see 3.54 volumes of CO2, and they really? get very, very bubbly. Ooh. Mm- yeah. I'm popping it open. <laughs> now, now, cur- not, now, currently, you're in Florida. Yeah, we cover about 75% of the state, I'd say thereabouts. We're north of Orlando and then all the way down to the Keys.
4: So pretty much if you're not in the state of Florida, they're not drinking your beer?
14: Yeah, I mean, we don't don't do any kind of shipping or mailing, and we don't do any distribution out to to any other states at this point. Are there
4: any near plans in the future to expand outside the state of Florida?
14: Eventually, we want to be there. We're about two and a half years old, and our first goal is to eventually cover the state of Florida and really get... Very large penetration. I mean, we do great with, like, yard houses and, and uh, you know, uh, World of Beers right. and Brass Tap and Tap 42, kind of the big, you know, the chain guys we do really well with. And we're kind of going to grow more and more. And even our in our home market, we need to grow uh, grow more before we start looking at Colorado or my home state or yeah. something like that.
4: You ever guys get calls from somebody out of state? Who goes, I heard about your beer, man. can get some.
14: Yeah, send me a
5: six pack. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you PS it
14: <laughs> from time to time. Fragile. We, no, uh, we've also done out of town beer fest where we've gone to. Denver, we oh, have we've gone to Maine. Like we just, where? So uh, Great American Beer Fest we do pretty much every year. Uh, there's also a Bel- uh, Belgian, a big beer in Belgian festival in uh, in Colorado as well. We do every year. Is that just Always for Colorado. exposure, or are there a lot of people coming from Florida there? It's it's exposure, but it's also fun. I mean, listen, we're getting this this <laughs> business to travel. To meet people, right. so we want to go out there and be around the people that we have met and, and, and making forging connections and just having great beer. Sometimes just we just want to drink it. <laughs> cool.
4: All right. So what's next?
14: All right. So are you guys I'm feeling, this. Are you guys feeling a rum barrel quad or a bourbon barrel stout?
3: Uh, I'd go quad. I think the quad would go better next after what we've been on. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, basically, here's I the thing. I heard bourbon in there, I mean, and I just well, what you, know,
5: that's what, you know. what I was saying. What do you
4: know? He's got a plan, it's right? he's got a plan. The
3: syrups is the problem. I mean, if you're going to go to a stout, you're going to a real heavy beer, especially with an aging in it. But now, if you're just going to a quad, you're getting a lot more of a classic Belgian style beer. Okay. Did you well, know
4: he was that knowledgeable? I, I did just, not. It's, <laughs> it's refreshing. That's why we call him the brewmeister. <laughs> Adam <laughs> has brewed beer at home. You wanted to pop that, didn't you? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I got another one. You got the no, next one. Okay. What did I say? So I'm going to put this up. This is uh, a... quandrum. quandrum. Here you go, Polly. Mm-hmm. Do you need this? I do not. <laughs> now, this yeah, comes in a champagne, a wine bottle-like.
14: So champagne. Th- champagne. So it's important because our, our beers are just... The big bottles like this are bottle conditioned. It means we put flat beer in, we add yeast and sugar, and then that creates the carbonation in the bottle, just like you would champagne. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So we need... That is some chocolatey uh, darkness there. So we need this high-test bottle so the bottle doesn't explode, honestly. Really? And then we put a cork and cave on all the bottles that we do that are barrel-aged, just to kind of denote them, make them look a little more special. Uh, You had to come
5: in for this one, eh? Yeah. So (laughs) our...
14: Our quad our quad beer, which is just a Belgian dark strong ale, is called Quadraphonic. Now, quad stands for four. Is there some four-step process in this, or is <laughs> it just a name? It's just a name. That's okay. the best way to put it. Just checking. Yeah, it's just kind of a name. Uh, but this is a beer. Uh, these beers were traditionally brewed by monks oh. in Belgium. What am and I smelling there? Is that fruit? Or so, fruit? Is so, there any fruit in this? So there's no fruit in this beer. I'm getting a fruity-like. All the fruit, all that nuttiness, all that caramel, all that chocolate. Caramel, yeah. It's all coming from the candy sugar we use and the yeast that we use for the beer, and then a little bit of that picked up from the barrel from like the a rum. Like caramel. Yeah.
5: Like a syrup. Wow.
4: So Man, I can't say it's bitter, but it's it's um it's not bitter at all. Subtle. Yeah, it's hard it's to it's explain. Really? this is really the most. Um, I'm not sure what the word I'm looking complex? for. Complex. Yes, it's the most I'll take it. complex <laughs> tasting beers I think. I've had a, a lot of
3: quads are like that. I mean, I think we've had one or two on before when we've done um, beer segments. Um, like especially, like um, a lot of Abbey ales do this. There's a great company uh, out of New York that does a great couple wow. of quads. Um, no, I'm totally blanking. i Yep, I'm a gang. <laughs> thanks. Yep, I'm a gang. Blanking.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm a gang. Yeah. Rocky uh, hey, do me, you like gang-ing? this?
6: Yeah. You don't like it? No, I love it. Yeah. I love it, but I never know what you're going to like. No for, I, for but, women? Know, I'm going to be honest with you. When he poured it out, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's
4: going to be the one I don't
6: like. See, I saw that, so and
4: dark. that's why I ran I, in. Mm-hmm. I oh, saw no. It so I dark. said, this is going to be the one I don't like. Wow. But mm-hmm. once again, the thing I don't like about beer is it's so bitter. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're not getting about. any of that I'm, on I'm, this. I, no but, bitter. But I don't feel like I'm drinking water. This is heavily flavorful and got a lot going on without... Being bitter, right? It's
3: got a lovely front to it, which is still very light, and then the middle of it is very crisp, and you get a lot of that caramel note I mean, out of it. In the mm-hmm. bubbles, there's
4: a, there's a tang of bitterness. that reminds me that I'm drinking beer, but when I say subtle tang, I mean it's just like that. I know I'm drinking a beer, and not a wine cooler, or something, right. You know,
14: right? Yeah. But it is good.
5: Still makes you feel like a man. And right?
14: this is this is this is also sold in ABC Liquors and everything. So this or is whatever the local. No, liquor No, most are. of our barrel aged stuff stays in house, so we only sell it out of our brewery,
13: out of our. Oh, really? Room. Okay. It's, just,
14: it's small production. I use two actual rum barrels that this beer went into it sat in there for about six months and then we bottled it uh, into here and then we sell it locally now you, th- this stuff
4: is only sold in the house how about the so the wizard yeah. uh,
14: wit you can find that at every total wine okay. uh, we're in most abcs we do you know there's there's a lot of that beer out there and it's on draft in a lot of places uh, the single in Havana, the first thing that's on draft in a lot of places. This is only in the tasting room, and maybe a few kegs will go out t- to special t- tasting
4: room. I mean, I got to drink it there. Or can I buy a
14: bottle and take it home? You can buy a bottle and take it home. And I, I got to go to Boca. Yeah, go to Boca. Okay, yeah. okay. And, and, and it's okay. only a seasonal release to us too. So it, we only have right. it for a short period of time, and then we do. Uh, you know, we'll do it next year. You know, but when that's not in, I'm sure you have something else. We've always right, got a right. wider range of, like right now, I probably got uh, eight or nine 750 bottles that are available of all different kinds and styles. Damn. This this had to be the most surprising out of way I, d- I d- drank today.
5: What's the difference of like carbonated in, in the barrel for 6 months but when you put it in a bottle and leave it at the store does it like ruin it like if it was sitting there for 6 months? So, so that's, a, that's a really shelf good
14: life. question. The shelf life on this beer we give it about 3 to 4 years. Okay. So this beer will actually just this specific one. So the big beers With like what? this the bottle right. are my triple um, some of those beers in those 750 bottles, because they're bottle conditioned, they have live yeast in the bottle, which mm-hmm. scrubs oxygen out, stops oxidation, meaning that beer will change. In, in, in just like a fine wine or a champagne, no, it'll change over time. So we actually have a vintage bottle list at our tasting room oh where you wow. can try a three-year-old triple or a two-year-old quad. That was that's my awesome. next question
3: to see if you were also working on that because that's one of those fun experiments where my my brewing partner and I, we actually forgot about a box of stuff that we bottled, and it was a bald bottle condition, and all of a sudden it came out completely different. Like
4: a year and a half later, it was almost a barley wine. Yeah. Now, once you crack this bottle open, how long before you should really have consumed it?
14: I, I would consume it that night, but right. if you have a champagne stopper that will keep CO2 in, it's right. fine the next day. It's not going to be as bubbly. Right. But this actually style this these big, rich, kind of sweet, thicker beers. They're fine at that nice high carbonation, mm-hmm. but it also can be consumed a little lower. Some of the lighter beers, you really want to consume them at the kind of right when they open them up. Got it. Yeah. I'm still
5: stuck in the first two because. <laughs> <laughs> The wizard looks like from Hogwarts, <laughs> but like it's Harry Potter. All right.
3: We're going to have to take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Kevin from the Barrel Monks Brewing and see who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Keep it lit.
0: You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on
2: Instagram, too!
11: Yes, it's mandatory. If you had to pack a go bag, what would go in it? For Pepe Mendez, it was his rare Pilotico tobacco seeds, which he personally carried to the Dominican Republic half a century ago. In tribute, we introduced the Monte Cristo Pilotico Pepe Mendez, a robust cigar with nutty, leathery notes and a slow burn that marks the rebirth of a golden age. Try the new Monte Cristo at your local cigar lounge, and you may want to pack one to go, too. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers.
8: Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Palapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at SerenoCigars.com.
2: This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601, Musielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. For more information, visit EspinozaCigars.com.
10: Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member.
0: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio with Honest Abe, the lovely Lady M, and Adam K, the Brewmeister.
3: Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida.
4: I'm Adam K, the Brewmeister. With me, of course, Honest Abe, the lovely Aurora. It's more like Buzz Abe right now. I got a suggestion for Paul. Yeah. Because I, you know, I continually have to help Paul do his job better. Right. When you have someone like yeah. Kevin coming in here. What I think, you know, representing a beer company, what I think is you should have him let us sample the beer throughout the whole two hours. (laughs) You know, so each segment is... You'd
6: be destroyed right now. No,
4: no, no, because I'm getting destroyed now because I want to try all the different ones he's bringing in the matter of 20 minutes. Instead of having like two hours to go through the varietals of what he's brought.
6: We have a meeting every week. Abe just likes to... To bring it up on look, the air. Look, Errol shakes his head.
4: He agrees with me. Oh, good. All right. Oh, get it we, we, right. We, and, and you know what? It, yeah, we got four <laughs> segments per hour, and we should say, this segment will be drinking blah, 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 and so on and forth. And I think that's how you should go f- forward with this from now on.
14: I, I've got Agreed? plenty of beer, by the way. So
4: I'm not going to complain about that. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, because honestly, I'm enjoying the beer so much. Like, I keep telling, what's the next one? What's the next one? But I'm already, like, slurring my words on the air you were You should have gotten another, no. have had another bagel. Yeah, you didn't eat breakfast. <laughs> get, get a good I base. didn't even have a whole one. Oh, yeah, so, so okay. Okay. I had, I had half a I bagel. Had a quarter bagel even. Do you know
6: when, I had two bagels. I'm embarrassed.
4: I I was going to I was going to have one during the break, but I got locked out.
6: Oh yeah, that's <laughs>
4: right. We didn't out.
6: talk about where you were. We probably no. should have mentioned no. that. Yeah. No, we did. We got we oh, okay. got
4: locked out. The code wasn't working. We All got right. locked outside.
6: Yeah.
0: That is inconceivable. No. So,
3: once again, Kevin, thanks for being here before we went to break. We were actually when we were in the break, we were talking about the Father Christmas Christmas in July You just pulled out that it's
4: actually a Six month old Bottle kick Yeah crack, crack your Opening I want to show The label That label Is really really Cool Oh it's bottle.
5: a that one is Christmas in July. Corked.
14: Yes. So that one's not corked because it's not, it's not barrel-aged. Okay. So what this is is a, a Christmas beer in the Belgian beer community is like a big deal. Every Belgian brewery worth their salt makes a Christmas ale, and it's usually a dark, strong ale with spices. Mm-hmm. So because of that, we're a Belgian-style brewery. Every November, we crack open. We make our Father Christmas. Is it frankincense and myrrh? It's not frankincense okay, and myrrh, even checking. though that would be a good secondary <laughs> beer that we could do. Maybe next year I could pitch that to my partners. Uh, but uh, so what we do is we do this this. this beer every November, but because it's such a big deal for us, we do a Christmas in July, and July 8th at the brewery, we're actually doing a big Father Christmas, like return halfway to Christmas party, where we'll have 2015 vintage Father Christmas, 2016 Father Christmas, my port barrel version of Father Christmas, my rum barrel version of Father Christmas, plus my cranberry wit. My figgy double, my figgy turnout. Talking about uh, <laughs> like like figs. Yeah, figs. Yeah, really. Uh, you make fig beer. I make a fig beer. Uh, yeah. and I gotta be able to get this beer without having to go all the way to Boca. Well, some of them you can you we'll can you'll be able trip, to find, we'll but none of them. this
4: good stuff, none of this seasonal <laughs> stuff you're talking <laughs> about.
14: We'll have to get you down there uh, and make sure we will get you an Uber home. I, I gotta get I gotta get a courier. <laughs> uh, so go pick me up with some, with some with figgy. Those, yeah, Adam and I will
6: hang out down there, and we'll just bring some. Mm-hmm. This uh, is another dark I don't know if I can go
3: there. I'm gonna have to bring. My, I'm gonna have to bring my entire bank account. Bubbly. I'm just gonna spend it all because right. I'm just gonna have wow, to get all these bottles. Yeah. All
14: right. so, so the spices in here. You've got ginger. You've uh, got a little bit of clove. You've got star oh, anise. this is like you don't like it
4: because you're feminine. I am a woman. Yeah, this, I told is, you. Like I, I
5: explained is, to you, the first two beers I are okay, I'm gonna you, for women. I'm gonna
4: tell you right now. Everybody who doesn't. What's the most amazing thing is it smells like Christmas. It does. This smells like Christmas. How I can explain that to you, I can't. But it smells like Christmas.
3: It has that um, evergreen tree. Yeah. Bit of a I don't know what there, it is. but It smells because like Christmas the, because of the ginger and the extra little bit of spices that's in there. A little oh, cinnamon wow. in there as well. Uh, mm-hmm.
14: So this beer is actually this is you guys get a chance to taste this. This wow. is over six months old. Wow! When this beer was young, the spices were really hot. They're really in your face. Now they, they melted. They,
4: tobacco, tobacco does the same thing. It melts exactly. It, yeah, it mellows out.
14: That's really good. And it's just it's rich. It's flavorful. Dark, uh, rich in texture. And this beer will age. Three years. My fifteen. My two thousand fifteen really? version of this beer is drinking beautifully right now.
5: Do you have to store it a certain way?
14: Just in room temperature is fine. Okay. And unlike un, so the bottles that are capped like this, mm-hmm. unlike a wine, you want to store them vertically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get those uh, the bear, the um, the, uh, the, the cork bottles, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to store them on the side because because okay. the, they'll, they'll, they'll the keep the cork will dry, noise. right? Exactly. Okay.
4: Now, now, what I don't understand is um, the cap the cork,
14: it's because of what now? So we just do that aesthetically. You yeah. yeah, just it, you just explained. I, yeah. I forgot it. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> it. No, we do it aesthetically. All of our barrel-age beers oh. we put with the cork and cage because we wanted to kind of denote them as something different, a little bit special. The beers that we do non-barrel-age, even if they're in the big bottle, we'll do a cap on them. Good stuff. Oh yeah. man, that's
1: phenomenal.
5: That's actually really good. I wasn't fond of the smell at first, but when I taste it and smell it, like the aroma between the taste and the smell, so
4: the aroma is mind-boggling on this. Yeah, uh,
5: mm. remember. And this has
4: got to be at least eight and a half. That's ten percent. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you my yeah. favorite of the day. I believe is going to be the uh, quandrum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, quandrum. Was the rum barrel aged?
5: What's your vote?
3: Uh, we'll see. I choose yeah, wizard. I I'm Paul's trying to make fake signals at me. I know. I'm keeping track of things. I'm, I'm sober enough. I'm getting ready. I know what's going on. All right. What's your I, favorite, by the way? Oh, I definitely, I mean, okay, the first time I ever had the nuance, I literally almost fell off my chair. I oh, have to man, tell you thank that. thank you. I literally, I was shocked. I think I was in Total Wine. I had it there. I texted a bunch of my friends. I'm like, we have to go to this place right now. This is amazing. This is exactly what I love about beer. Wow. But absolutely. Which is the favorite of what he bought today? Uh, I have to go with the Father Christmas. Wow. I mean, just the, the complexity. Wow. The back end is just, alone is just phenomenal. It's got a fantastic mouthfeel. Um, it's, Excuse yeah. Me. Adam's all in the mouthfeel. That's, re- well, that's, if you ask a lot of heavy beer guys, you can probably tell you that when you have a great beer and you have a quality mouthfeel, you really understand what the beer is about.
4: All right, we have to, we have to get paid and do a
3: sponsor, uh, Okay Segment right now uh, Let's see this week Who belongs in the Cigar Insane Asylum
0: Welcome to the Cigar Asylum
6: Did you know I'm utterly insane?
12: We all go a little mad sometimes
0: Where logic and reason Cease to exist
4: uh, This week Brought to you by the fine folks At CLE and Asylum Cigars This inductee really made a big stink In a restaurant A man is facing charges after he allegedly threatened to shoot a Pittsburgh restaurant owner because there were onions in his food. That's all it took, some onions. Yuba Sharma was arrested Tuesday night outside of All India Restaurant after officers responded to a call about a man described as a drunk and angry. The owner told police that the suspect showed up in a drunken rage, still mad that the servers had put onions on his food the night before. How dare they? investigators said the 43-year-old Sharma was asked multiple times to leave but refused. Instead, he reached for his pants pocket while allegedly threatening to shoot the owner because of the onions. That's when police were called on the scene, and police described Sharma as being so drunk he was speaking nonsense.
3: All right, fantastic. He definitely belongs in the Garden City Sound. Kevin, thank you for being here. Make sure you guys check out Barrelamonks.com and Barrelamonks on Instagram. You guys are always posted and have great things that go out great there. Great beer. Yeah, thank yes. you. For thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, uh, Scott Regina from IPCPR. Keep it lit.
16: The all-new Scores Palm Beach. Come be a part of the world-famous gentlemen's Club's new look. A new year brings a new addition to South Florida. Scores Palm Beach. Offering a free lunch buffet Monday through Thursday with $5 prime rib on Friday. Two-for-one drinks till 7 p.m. Scores Palm Beach. VIP seating and second-floor Skybox Suites. Full liquor, full news until 5 a.m. 3174 Lake Worth Road, just west of Congress on Lake Worth Road. For more info, call 649 at ScoresPalmBeach.com.